Welcome back to Your Success DNA, or welcome if it's your first time here. Here's where we're going to unravel the secrets to achieving greatness in all aspects of your life. In this episode, get ready to explore the powerful and often underestimated factor that plays a significant role in your path to success, relationships. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a career-driven professional, or simply someone seeking personal growth, you'll soon discover how cultivating meaningful relationships can unlock doors you never thought possible. So sit back, relax, listen closely, and prepare to transform your perspective on the profound impact relationships can have on your journey to success right after this. Welcome to Your Success DNA Podcast, the go-to resource for entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals who are ready to level up their lives. Your Success DNA Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and empowered to create the life that you truly want. We will be sharing tips, tricks, and mindset shifts that you need to achieve your wildest dreams. Your wildest dreams. Remember, your success is in your DNA. What is up? What is up? What the heck is up, my Success DNA family? Welcome back to another episode. So, you know, throughout the time that I have babbled on the microphone, I have emphasized success in relationships. Why? Well, because I have failed at far too many. As many of you heard a couple of episodes back where I shared with you where I went for a couple of years with this podcast, it was a failed relationship that was at the center of of my disappearance. And here's another thing for you. Research indicates that relationships are key to success in health, prosperity, happiness, heck, just about every single thing of significance in your life. And my friends that I have that are coaches, more specifically, not just specifically, but especially the ones that are relationship, dating coaches, they do a great deal of their coaching in the area of direct relationship difficulties, usually between husband and wife, even a parent and child. Heck, the employer-employee relationship, teacher-student, or it could just be neighbors. Let's talk about siblings. I mean, the list of relationships, of significant relationships in your life go on, and each one of them have an impact on your success. And that's what I want to chat about with here today and hopefully shift your perspective just a degree. I don't need to change you 180 degrees, right? That's not my goal here. My goal is to maybe just pop your eyes open just a smidge, change your perspective one or two degrees to help you out. See, here's the thing. The inability to have good relationships really has, for me, I think, escalated over the past two, three, maybe four decades. The modern American society has become rude, mannerless, and it's, I don't know if I want to say self-centered. I think the whole social media aspect of everything, the putting up the facade or those two-second moments of success. It's become a hooray for me, a heck for you kind of mentality that 
I'm going to do anything I can to win, even if that means stomping on your dreams, intimidating you, putting you down, crushing you, even, as we've seen in the past few years, canceling you. I'm going to look out for number one, and you better not get in my way. Right? You've seen those out there, haven't you? Maybe you are one, and you're trying to fix it. Or maybe you have fall victim one. I fell victim to one. I was married to one for a couple of decades. And, you know, it showed me from the inside out that this type of person is usually, I'm going to say it, a miserable human being. Right? They may put up this facade of having a happy life. But inside, oh, my God, they're, I'll just use the phrase, ugly. I personally have never met a happy, self-centered person. And I'm willing to bet you haven't either. If you have, it's usually a fake happiness. I mean, think about it. The movies depict them, all those self-centered people, they may be the most popular girl in school, the most popular guy in school, but inside, there are parts of them that they just hate. I found out that misery... It's just about the only emotion left for a person like this because they've spent so much time alienating every single person around them. And in some cases, and I've seen a few of them, not just the one I'm specifically referring to, in a few cases, there may be a person that they don't alienate, that they hold close. <laughs> Sometimes... And I'm going to speak in the two or three instances where I was really close to a person like this. They use that to prove that they have a heart. They spend so much time manipulating and intimidating people, disregarding their needs, and always putting themselves first makes them a very lonely person. So they need that one person that they can cling to, that hopefully clings to them. And usually they're putting up the best facade ever for that person. You see, people have trouble fostering relationships while they spend a lot of time alone. And quite simply, lonely people tend to be miserable people. Now, this is not me saying if you spend time alone, you're a miserable person. Because I enjoy some alone time. It's part of my recharge time. Because I'm such an outgoing person, it takes a lot of energy to engage with people out there. And I enjoy it. I feed off that. It's just so much fun for me. However, I recharge in my quiet time, in my alone time. That's not the kind of alone I'm talking about. I'm talking about lonely just dark, no human connection kind of thing. That's what I, anyway, I don't want to beat that horse too much. I want to tell a little story. Now, it's not my story, so you may have heard it before, and I want to give credit where credit is due. A longtime mentor of mine, Zig Ziglar, told this story many years ago, and I think he actually put it in a book as well. So hopefully I don't butcher this story too much, but it really is a great philosophy to help set the stage for relationships, right? So I want to establish this relationship philosophy via this story, this scenario. And it takes place on a Friday afternoon, say, oh, I don't know, about 5.30. 
maybe 6 o'clock, depending on drive time. And in this particular case, the husband, he's been out of town all week, and now he's walking onto the front porch. He's burdened down with his luggage and his books and his backpack and his briefcase and his laptop case and everything else that any good businessman would have taken on a business trip. He doesn't want to set everything down to ring a doorbell or get out his keys. So what does he do? Well, he uses his foot, right? It's the easiest thing there. Just reach out there and, right, uses, kicks the door a couple of times to get his wife's attention. And he doesn't just, you know, knock lightly, you know, just in a tap to get their attention. He kicks, right, in frustration, maybe even a little anger in the process. Maybe even, you know, kicks the door in and... So what's the wife do? Well, she hears this commotion, all the banging that's going on, and she rushes to the door and opens it. And she's really taken aback to see that the banging was her husband standing there. Now, here's where things kind of set two different tones, and we're going to go through tone number one here first. Without setting down any of his belongings, any of the things, all the bags he's carrying... He decides to bust into this tirade. And he looks at her and he says, You know, I'm late because I was at a meeting. And I'm really glad I was there. I learned some things and they really bugged me. I learned, for example, there are a number of rights around this house, this homestead, my castle, that I have not been getting. And as a matter of fact, I made a list of these rights. And the first thing you and I are going to do right now is we're going to sit down and we're going to chat about these. Because I'm telling you right now, there are going to be some changes around here, starting tonight. When he finishes, well, as you can imagine, his wife does reply. She goes, well, you know, Buster, I didn't go to a meeting. I didn't need to. And I don't have a written list because, you know what, I got everything right up here in my head. And it's burned indelibly into my mind. And there are some rights around here that I haven't been getting. And you need to come on in because, yeah, we are going to have a talk. And I agree with you. There are going to be some changes around here. And you know what? You're not going to like most of them. Can you imagine the amazing, loving, romantic, exhilarating conversation they had that Friday night? How about the weekend that followed? Yeah. I bet you there wasn't a chill and there was all these amazing moments of, oh, I love you, happening on Saturday and Sunday. Don't you know that Monday morning, the husband and the wife left charged up, ready to go to work, full of excitement. Yeah, yeah. They were determined to go. No, they weren't. No way. There's no way. Now, can we flip this script? Of course we can. Let's try this a little differently, shall we? Same husband, same wife, same front porch, same meeting, same bags in his hands. What does he do? He sets everything down to ring his doorbell or perhaps even to use his key. Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he does the same thing and he holds on to all the bags, keeping them in his hands so he can't get his key and he can't knock on the door and he can't ring the doorbell. So again, he uses his foot. But this time, he taps on the door, get her attention. And when she does open the door, she smiles up at him. And he looks down at her lovingly, and he says, Sweetheart, I'm definitely sorry for being late. You know, I was at that meeting, 
And I'm delighted to be here now because I missed you so much. And I'm late because the meeting ran long. But I think it was an important meeting, and it's going to have an impact on our lives. You see, because in this meeting, I learned some things that are still bothering me to this minute right now. I've learned, for example, that in all probability, I have not been meeting your needs as the love of my life, as well as my wife. So before I even unpack, I just want to set these bags down here in the hallway, and I want us to sit down and talk. I would like for you to tell me how I can be a better husband, the kind of husband that you deserve and that you thought you were getting the day you said I do to me. Now, you can imagine the response for the wife is going to be a little different this time. You know, actually, I'm very happy as your wife. And from time to time, I've actually wondered the very same thing if I've been meeting your needs that you have as a husband. I think it's a wonderful idea. Let's do that. Let's You put your bags right here. Here, let me help you. And let's go have that talk. Now, I can, uh, as you can probably imagine, this story really doesn't need any, well, which one do you think is better? No, right? You can see the astonishing difference in the two, right? You go from living your life as that self-centered, kick the door open, bark orders, or you live your life as the, oh my God, I'm not giving enough kind of person. Now, now, here's the thing. This idea doesn't apply just in marriage. It applies in customer relationships, parental relationships, work relationships, heck, politician constituent relationships. Yeah, you know who you are if you're listening right now. I wanted to share this with you because as you go through all the past episodes of this podcast and all the episodes to come, I want you to realize that as you set out to reach the level of success that you desire and God dang, I know that you deserve, you're going to have to keep those relationships close to your heart. You're going to have to realize that there may be times that you're chipping away at the relationship as you burn the candle at both ends, spending too much time on whatever task or entrepreneurial endeavor that you're going out on, career endeavor that you're going out on. So go back, set those bags down, and have that talk. Make sure that you're being the sibling, the constituent, the politician, the boss, the employee, the husband, the wife, the brother, the sister, that you think your brother or sister or husband or wife, politician, boss, employee, constituent, deserves you to be. And if you're not, listen to them. And then take action. Yeah? You hear me say it all the time. Think successfully and take action. Ask the questions. Be vulnerable. Open yourself up. This is where I failed in this podcast a couple of years back, a few years back at this point, is I didn't open myself up to be vulnerable to show you how impactful this is. But I opened myself up to the lady that's now my wife. We have an amazing relationship. Is it perfect? No. Will it ever be? Maybe not. But am I willing to sit down and ask her how I can be better? Hell yes. And does she tell me? Hell yes. Does she berate me by doing that? Hell no. 
She has told me on any number of occasions, hey, this is what I need. And then it's just my decision to give it to her. And if I don't, shame on me. And if she doesn't tell me, well, shame on her. But when she does, and I do, we have just taken that next step, which makes the entire rest of my world a little bit easier. So remember that in all your relationships. If they're a little rocky right now, maybe you should tap on the door with your foot, set your bags down, sit down, and have a talk. All right, I'm going to leave that one right there for you. Hopefully you got a little gem out of that. And go back and listen to some of the older episodes with this new relationship insight, right? You don't want to be the guy that kicks open that door. No, you want to be the one that sits those bags down, takes her hand, walks over to the couch, reminds her how much you love her, and listen to the words that come out of her mouth or his mouth, whatever you're, whatever who it is you might be talking to. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thanks for listening to Your Success DNA Podcast. Whether you're starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, we have the tools and inspiration that you need to take your life to the next level. So stay tuned for more game-changing advice in our upcoming episodes. And hey, before you go, a quick reminder to check out our past episodes of Your Success DNA for more inspiring stories and practical advice. And if you've loved what you heard, leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Let's all level up our lives together, shall we? Remember, your success is in your DNA.